only uh, some of our iPro specialists with us today, but two external guests. So moderating for us is going to be Rebecca Sentence, Deputy Editor for Search Engine Watch, so providing insight, commentary on all things digital, technology, SEO, social. So thank you very much for coming in and agreeing to moderate the lady with the questions. And we've also got Nick from Google. So Nick is the UK mobile lead for Google and helps us as an agency navigate kind of the various teams and kind of the ecosystem within Google, making sure that we can accelerate growth for our clients in this. So very, very lucky to have Nick with us today. And then also for my prospect, we have Pedro, who is our Executive Director for Platforms and Engineering, so helping us build out applications, focusing on things like automation and AI. We've got Dan Wigley, who you've also heard from already today. Dan's based out of our Manchester office and heads up our UK optimization and analytics efforts. Ben, we've also heard from today, who heads up our technical SEO efforts out of our London team. And Sophie, who's just been talking, who is the Director of Technology and Data Products out of our London office. So thank you everyone for joining to be part of the panel. And I'll hand over to Rebecca to uh, quiz them on some interesting questions. So to start us off, we've just been hearing from Sophie a lot about how the dramatic impact that performance UX can have on your business's bottom line and the huge revenue opportunity that that can provide. But where exactly should businesses start future-proofing with performance UX? Ben, can you give us any insight into that? Yeah, of course. So that's a good question. It goes back to what I mentioned in the presentation, actually, around automation. Uh, so I think the real key is to get automation spot on because there, there is so much to do. It is a colossal undertaking to achieve it. So I think if you can automate as much of that process as possible, it removes some of the resource around that. I and mean, it also removes sort of the human error element as well. The other thing I'd say as well is start talking about those technologies internally that are sort of emerging as the new sort of future-facing trends. So whether that's talking about HTTP2, prerequisite to building like a progressive web app, talking about accelerated mobile pages, all these sort of technologies, I really recommend just using the momentum in the industry at the moment to sort of drive conversation internally about that. That's a really good point. And more specifically, what practical things should brands be doing to kind of to future-proof their business? Dan, can you give us any insight into that? Yes, yeah, so I think from a, a science view point of view, the first thing is, is benchmarking yourself versus your competitors. Not every industry is going to be amazingly well-performing in this area. But I think it's a perception change too, you know, often developers get get a bad rap, you know, keeping the site going, they have a very difficult job and, and you know, changing their perception as well. Because some, some things that developers do, it's going to have a big impact on performance, but they often treat everything the same. So looking at things like image optimization or optimizing your, your CSS to improve start render is very different than changing your content, your CDN. Or, you know, moving your server location to which are huge things, but there's a huge perception change there. But they're, they're two enormous ones. I guess, firstly, benchmark you versus your competitors. Then secondly, do the quick tactics that are going to make a difference rather than treating everything as the same thing. So say that your business has a website that exists only for branding purposes and not for to drive conversions. Does any of this still apply? Nick, can you give us any insight into that? Yeah, sure. So... I, th I think if, as a business, you've gone through the time and effort of building a website, regardless of it being transactional for a branding experience, ultimately you've still got a conversion event. And that conversion event may not be a hard basket-led occurrence. It may be more around page views or time on site. But ultimately, if you've gone through the effort of building a site, then you should really be doing it justice by making sure that you are optimizing it to maximize some consumer experience. I think the other thing that we've noticed at Google is that if a site, especially on mobile, takes longer than three seconds to load, 53% of consumers bounce away. Now, that's a pretty robust stat, but it also has a bigger impact. What we know is that there are detrimental or negative impacts on net promoter score. 
uh, if a consumer experience special mobile is poor. So if that's your brand having net promoter score impacts, then irrespective of it being conversion-led, transactional, albeit time on site or whatever your page view or metric may be that you're measuring, uh, if that's damaged because of it's given a poor consumer experience, then really going to have wider issues as well. So performance UX shouldn't really be classified as a performance siloed topic. It should be something which is equally applicable to both branding and transactional environments. Just to follow up on that a bit, so earlier Sophie mentioned that from July, page speed on mobile is going to be a ranking factor when you do mobile searches on Google. So where should businesses be focusing their efforts for SEO and CRO? Should it be on desktop or mobile? So... It's going to be, there's no broad brushstroke which is evenly applicable to everybody. I think, um, I think it was Sophie or maybe Ben uh, referenced the fact that uh, different businesses have different priorities based on the volumes of traffic by device. We saw, or we announced in May 2015, that 10 of our largest countries globally have over 50% of their traffic now coming from mobile devices. I think that trend is probably wholly recognised and reflected by most of the businesses here. When it comes to prioritising consumer experience, ultimately, which is a proxy for consumer conversion, uh, understanding how quickly your mobile site loads and then what differences that site needs to have as part of that consumer journey uh, is critical uh, when it comes to making sure that you're maximising conversion. The thing which is overlooked, we've come a long way from having mobile-friendly sites uh, which have gone away from having pinching and tapping on websites on mobile to actually made for mobile through responsive built design. Uh, what we don't yet consider is that the consumer step or the consumer journey uh, may be different in terms of what they're trying to achieve or what they need to achieve on mobile versus desktop. So it's great having sites that fit for mobile, uh, but are they fit for the consumer journey and the consumer expectation? Site speed is imperative. There's no point having a beautiful customer journey if you can't get consumers to that site because they're bouncing after three seconds. So a blend of having quick loading sites and sites that have thought out about that consumer conversion event and the user journey across the mobile site is critical. That makes sense. And we heard from Ben and Dan earlier about the overlap, the points of difference and the points of overlap between tech, SEO and CRO. So my question, my next question is, how do you find a balance between those two things? Where does one end and the other begin? Dan, can you give us any insight into that? Yes, obviously the link is site speed optimization, but the clear thing that hopefully come out today is that there should be a relationship between those two individual things. Communication is, is really key. So although you know the my team might optimize towards one metric, there can be a net effect on the other. So communication and collaboration is is really key, and whether that's done by two different agencies or in house in an agency or even just just in house generally, that that should be a, a huge part of communication across those two individual um, channels. Well, that's an excellent point because speaking of communication, often these different aspects of optimization are dealt with in silos very separately. So I wanted to ask, how can you align internal teams with different objectives to reach a shared goal? Sophie, can you give us any insight into that? Yeah, so that is often the, or oh, in this question, one billion dollar question. Trying to align internal teams behind a common goal requires you finding that common goal is step one, I would argue. So we've spoken quite a lot today about the common metric that the two teams can share being speed. Ultimately, both teams should be aiming to improve the customer experience, whether it's so Google, for example, can find the site, whether it's so that your customers can move through the site really easily. So find the common goal. 
and then it will require most likely some sort of change program. Tom spoke earlier about this potentially being a bit of a tipping point and needing to make those teams work together more closely. It might be a structural change. It might require having new leadership that's able to look across the two departments, but it is achievable. People restructure, organisations flourish. We've seen some of the, the clients that we work with actually work more in this manner. So yeah, find the common goal, structure your team to deliver on it effectively, and then go through the delight that is a change process. That's fair enough. And so we've talked a lot about page speed. And Sophie, you mentioned specifically about Google's benchmark for page speed being three seconds, ideally. But how achievable is that benchmark? I mean, we've seen that even Sony didn't manage to break the three second barrier in its website loading time. So Nick, can you speak to that at all? So I think for every brand in the room, uh, you're no longer competing with brands within your own vertical, but you're competing with the best mobile experience that consumers have ever had. If you think about everyone in this room will have at least within the last month, I hope, have visited Amazon, eBay, Twitter, all have best-in-class mobile site experiences that load within three seconds over 3G or three seconds or quicker over 4G signals. Let's discount Wi-Fi given that there's no, it's inexcusable to have a slow-loading mobile site on Wi-Fi. So the benchmark that we've looked at is attainable given that large businesses are already out there. Amazon realized that for every 100 milliseconds they have a slower-loading site, they lose 1% revenue. So it's business-critical for them. But we're also looking closer to home. Sites like Etsy have a three-second load time. Omnichannel retailers like Asda have a five-second load time over 3G. All this data is available within our Think with Google mobile-friendly insight report as of or February 2018. And then this three-second benchmark, uh, whilst it's the target which we reference as a benchmark because we see consumers start bouncing significantly after three seconds, I referenced earlier, is very attainable if you're working in partnership with the CRO teams and SEO teams. And it's interesting because at Google, we've got a lot of raised eyebrows at the moment looking at a project which we're running out of the UK. And there's a lot of whistling through clenched teeth because we're working very closely with agency SEO teams and agency CRO teams, which is a global first for Google. Traditionally, we've worked with PPC teams at agencies. But it's the SEO teams that we're finding are the, um, or SEO and CRO teams that are the best influencers of developer roadmaps when it comes to making changes around site speed. Developers tend to think about features and functions. Everyone's got a pretty carousel. But speed is often neglected or overlooked. And as a result of the work which we're doing, for example, on Eurostar, we're doing it on LV, we're doing it on Diageo as a brand, uh, all with iProspect, the SEO teams and the CRO teams are being able to real-time influence developers in a way that marketers and C-suite necessarily can't. So speed is critical, and it's the CRO teams and SEO teams that we're finding are pivotal to driving change. That's very interesting. Thank you. So a slight departure from talking about page speed. What about tailoring the on-site experience to a specific audience? How can brands go about doing that? And how would things differ, the experience differ for someone who was just browsing a website versus someone who wanted to buy? Pedro, can you give us any insight into that? I think it comes down to one of the key things that Dan actually showed on his first web slide. Robust data, the, the absolute first step in, in starting a CRO program is understanding who are your users, where they come from, what they do on your site, and what actually makes them tick and actually go to the next step that is leading to the conversion. So there's a number of tactics that you can employ to identify who these audiences are from the keywords that they clicked on when they came to the site, from the targeting that they've used in media, but also what type of behavior they show on site. Are they the serious browser that stays one second in each page and clicks 20 pages? 
or are they the, the person that actually consumes content really slowly and stays looking at a page category for a long period of time. Tailoring that is almost like the step five or six in the entire journey. So like Dan said, data, speed, understanding what the user interacts with, going into A-B testing and then mm -hmm. taking it from there. That personalization will be further down the line, but that's certainly one of the key elements that you need to think into because, quite honestly, you get speed at the beginning to make sure that somebody sees your site and then you get the maximum revenue extracted out of that user as long as you can by doing a consistent CRO program and ultimately personalization. Thanks very much for that. Now, we're almost to time, so I just want to ask one last question. We've talked about page speed. We've talked about uh, improving the website experience. So how can businesses balance improving their score on the iProspect index with improving their overall website experience? I'm going to throw this one to Ben. So I think this comes back to the idea of integrating the two teams, so integrating the CRO and tech SEO teams. So there's not too much of a lean towards either one. But ultimately, you do need to strike an absolute balance between the two. Otherwise, yeah, you are going to find yourself optimizing for a score on a piece of paper, but actually delivering like a terrible experience to your customers, which is just the worst position to be in. So yeah, I'd say ultimately integrate the two departments. I think just to add to that as well, it's a lot of our clients see this as like a one-off thing to do. And that really isn't the way to treat any of the, uh, the two channels. It's a constant ongoing process that, that lasts forever. There's no kind of end point to, to either one of these. So having activity that constantly improves across both channels is really, really important. And seeing it as like a media stream almost, of, you know, just as important as your TV activity to continue on ongoing. Brilliant. Well, I think that's everything. So thanks very much, everyone. <laughs>